All right, hey everybody, we're returning to a tale we haven't uh, been in in a long time. Uh, because uh, I just like uh, this was like an experience I had, and uh, sometimes I forget about uh, like uh, I don't know, you know. Sometimes the stories slip my mind, and I need a little help recalling them. And so I'm going to be using uh, the writer's emergency pack. Uh, uh, the, the writer's ER pack, uh, to, to help me recall things. Uh, John August, uh, of script notes, uh, created this, uh, kind of to help writers, uh, get unstuck. And so this tale, it came out years and years ago and I'll, uh, I'll try to link to it, uh, or re-release it on Patreon or something, uh, but it's not, I'll get you caught up. Don't worry about continuity at all. Uh, this was a set of tales from the show. Like, it was actually just one story. I think there was a good, I don't know. The original story was called A Pop, A Mop, and a Candy Shop. And I don't think there's much continuity. Like, so once upon a time in, in the real world, Scoots was out on a, like, a, on the country roads adventuring. And I had a hankering for a soda pop and a, some candy. And he went into this shop, uh, and there was a man named Pop there, and he was mopping, and it was his shop, uh, and it was a candy shop. And quickly I realized there's much more, you know, there's much more at hand and at stake than just a candy and, and mopping. Though I'm pretty sure I, if, I, if there was any mop duties I was supposed to be doing, I didn't meet those duties. If was, Pop's probably still waiting for me to mop. Also, I was a customer, so really, like, uh, asking your customer to mop, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you say, well, I'm a pop, you know, I've lived 85, whatever years, uh, mop my store. Again, I, I just can't see how I would respect, I'd say, well, sure, pop, but let me, like, if I was a local, I'd probably say, or if you were my pop, uh, or you were, like, my neighbor, I called you pop, uh, there was a Mr. Pop, uh, who was neighbors at my grandparents a long time ago and who was my, my distribution boss when I had a paper route. Uh, but this, this is a different pop, totally different pop. I'm just trying to clarify that in my mind. But so I met pop and his, and his mop in a candy shop. Uh, and I was quickly realized that there was so much more sick. What was really happening and I was really exposed to and was you know the the great uh, uh, the great can the great I'm trying to think of the right word. Uh, so there's two big. I mean, there's more than that. Of course, people say, well, there's the multinationals or something. Uh, now this was a simpler time uh, because there was there was well it wasn't simpler. It was actually more complex, more straightforward time. And, you know, just off the main, you know, just off, it wasn't off, you know, it was on the highways and the byways, uh, uh, but where two companies were struggling for candy dominance, uh, and not just by means of the marketplace. Like, this was a W to the A to the R, the great, this was a great one. It wasn't written in any of the history books. And... It was the loyalists and the paid, you know, I don't know if they were industrialists behind it, but the Whitmans versus C's. Uh, and you may have heard of this, you know, told, spun only around, you know, the only place these tales are told is around campfires uh, after dusk. Uh, when people realize, you know, that now 
uh, you say, wait a second. You, you say, well, you're, you know, usually an, a person like me would introduce it and say, enjoying your s'more there, huh, son? You know, I guess I'm playing the role of pop now, and I got the creaky dulcet tones to back it up. Uh, but at the time, it was no story. Like, this was the front lines of uh, the Whitmans versus Samplers. It, it, to, to, I guess to be the sole provider of, uh, again, I guess they were heading, maybe this was, they, maybe they were disruptors. Uh, and again, I don't mean to, because uh, there's like the regular candy business, like Pop has, you go into a store, and you say, okay, well, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm hankering, like I said. Or maybe you say, huh, the catch caught my eye. Or you might be at the supermarket, you know, they got them at the checkout. So that's one type of candy purchase. But this one is, uh, the boxed candy market. Uh, two companies dominated, uh, that I know of, uh, especially in this part of the world. And one, you go into their store and buy it. And it's all uh, done in a sanitary way, you know, white tile and uh, aprons and the whole nine yards, free sample. And the other one's kind of sold at the pharmacies of the world, Whitman's. Uh, and again, I guess this was part of a simpler time when, when, when you would go to someone's home with flowers or a sampler. Again, I don't know. Again, I've never, other than Valentine's Day... Or sometimes, occasionally, like I guess people used to give one another boxes of these chocolate samplers or candy samplers. And again, you wonder, I guess I wonder, I, I, even, I mean, I know, uh, I, you know, you even see the store and you see there's a whole store for that. And I mean, I guess like the one of them is more integrated with school fundraisers, which is a smart move. And the other one's more integrated with a store where you're like, uh, oh, I forgot. I'm going to go over to Grandma's house. Let me get a box of Whitman's. Uh, or, I mean, I guess that, and maybe I'm just like operating from my own window of ignorance where I say, when in my life have I bought a box of candy? Uh, and you say, well, it was a simpler time back then, Scoots. People express their feelings. uh I don't know. So, and again, maybe we could get it. I don't know if this is, doesn't feel like a 99 PI episode, but may, maybe they already did it. Maybe I have Googled that before. Uh, or maybe it's a, like, this is love episode, a candy box sampler. I don't, maybe I, you say, Scoots, yeah, that was, you listened to that episode last week. Oh, I did. Yeah, but it, there was a time, and maybe some of you don't know that. Well, you've seen those, one of those two stores, uh, You've seen it. If not, seek it out. Do yourself a favor uh, and, you know, give it a shot because usually it's like uh, there's different stuff inside of them. Now they have truffles, which are a different thing. I'm trying to figure out a way not to talk about too much food, so I apologize. Uh, but basically, I guess what I was saying is uh, I was trying to set up the world of those two companies and maybe it was, maybe, I guess it didn't happen that long ago where they said, okay, the market is getting slimmer and slimmer for people buying uh, boxed candy assortments. Because uh, you say, even now, I guess if, even for me, part of my brain is saying, what do you mean? Like, does it have, you mean it has a mounds and almond joy in there? 
No, no, it's not like that. It's like, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's fancy. It's supposed to feel fancier. Oh, like a macaroon, macaroon or, and no, like a truffle that you would get at a bespoke truffle shop, uh, kind of, but a mass manufactured version of that. Okay. Like an almond joy. No, it's like, uh, yeah. Okay, never mind. I don't like. Have you ever? Uh, you can't really bring it to a, a potluck. Here's the thing. Let's start that all ages because we have a very diverse group of people that listen to this podcast, and I appreciate that very much. Uh, so let's set, try to unify that, and uh, let's take some character out of our diversity here. And I'm just kidding, but but in some sense, it's funny if a diverse enough group of us. Well, let's start going to potlucks with boxed candy and to, or parties for those of you that are really young. You don't even have to go to potlucks yet. That's how when you hit a certain age, uh, I think it's the, maybe like uh, 30. I don't know if it is. I, don't, I mean, I don't want to uh, you know, tell you the future or, you know, be an age stricter. But uh, at some point, you start going to these potlucks instead of a party. It's the same thing usually, but like, what if you, if you go to a party, like, what, I don't know, they don't call them, like, show up with a box of candy, that people would love that. Let's start doing that. Uh, we could call, you know, bo- you know, could call, uh, get, like, hashtag uh, candy box. That uh, probably, uh, can't, pot, candy box potluck or something. I mean, seriously, if it was a potluck, uh, hearty har har, showing up with a box of candy. A candy sampler is going to be Giggle City. So anyway, so once upon a time, in the, the, there was two companies that controlled the box candy business. And let's just say, at this particular time in history, whenever you went to someone's house or you came home on an occasion you wanted to say, I love you, without flowers or in addition to flowers— or you want to say welcome to the neighborhood, or hey, haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, or hey, and not only did I bring a crock pot full of beans, I also brought a box of candy to this potluck. Once upon a time, that was a tradition, probably created by you know, I think I researched it too, the, like uh, bestowed upon us by uh, the the companies that happened to pr- the purveyors of the product. And, you know, while everything, you know, wasn't perfect, uh, all was well. The market was uh, robust, we'll say. And two of the great, you know, candy barons, uh, the C's and the, that's S-E-Z-Z, and the Whit, Whit, uh, the Whit, Whitmans uh, with an E, in, you know, in there, M-I-N-S, yeah, you're right, of course, the Whitmans. Uh, they controlled the candy market, uh, the candy box market. Uh, but then the market started to shrink. And, you know, you don't hear about, the, again, you don't hear about these, like, business, first business things, except in, this is where, you know, Hollywood has to bring these, glamorize this stuff and bring it to light, or a sleep podcast in this case. Yeah, but so those two companies d- declared WAR on one another, and I'm talking conventional. So in pop, for some reason, 
he was the keeper of the, the mop was like, uh, what kept the peace, uh, between the two candy companies. He was the keeper, or maybe I pretended I was the keeper of the candy mop, uh, uh, but uh, as I remember it, uh, when I visited Pop's shop, that was just happened to be on the front lines of the two companies coming against each other. And I guess one of, I guess they did need the mop. So there is some sort of uh, other level to the story that I forgot because I was in it. You know, I didn't have time to like narrate it because I was living it. So now I'm trying to, you know, put it back together. Uh, but the last thing I remember was so I, I had taken my shirt off and I was creating a big distraction, uh, which, you know, that's one of the things I'm really good at. And I was holding the mop and Pop was holding the mop and then we headed underground. So we tried to create a, a truce between the, the, the two great candy, you know, the, 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 the uh, representatives of those two candy companies. Uh, but what we were one aware, unaware of was a much, you know, greater, you know, Pop was because Pop was the keeper of the candy mop, uh, and all knowing, not all knowing and all seeing. But he, so we went down these stairs, the subterranean stairs. And this is where our tale starts tonight. You know, like uh, I followed Pop down these stairs. And it led down, and I heard some churning, and I heard bubbling as we headed down, down, down deeper uh, into the earth. And I thought to myself, it's a great thing I don't have a shirt on because uh, uh, be like, uh, because it's warmer here down. And Pop said, put your shirt on, put your shirt back on. And I said, okay, Pop, I'll put it back on. We headed down these stairs, carved into the earth, uh, through the earth, uh, and I started to smell chocolate, of course. Uh, well, you know, we're in a tale about it. Uh, and I figured that this was some sort of, you know, lava-based uh, cocoa cauldron. But as I get deeper, I started to hear, like, uh, chanting. Uh, uh, at first I thought it was chanting, but then, you know, I heard the gurgling of chocolate. Uh, it was actually, Papa stopped and explained it to me. He said it's actually geothermally warmed chocolate, uh, not lava. He goes, technically probably lava below that. Uh, but he goes, here we are in these tunnels. Uh, below the tunnels are a vast network of uh, natural geothermal vents and uh, t- 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 uh, tubes. Uh, he goes, most airtight. Uh, he goes, some just a, a feet below where we are. Uh, so he goes. These he goes. This is a subterranean river of chocolate, uh, and he goes. It get, gets kept at a certain temperature because of the geothermal vents. Uh, and I said, "Oh, this is Mother Earth's chocolate." And he said, "No, no, no." Because uh, chocolate doesn't. Na- he goes, "Come on." He goes, "Chocolate's made." Uh, and I said, "I know, Pop. I just forgot uh, because I was so you know the whole. Ge- I was just so impressed with the." Uh, and, what, and I said, why is there chocolate down here below the earth? Uh, you know, other than it would be efficient. Uh, you could probably sell it for more. A geothermal cocoa made in a geothermal kettle. He goes, you'll have to work on your marketing. But he goes, you may be on to something. Uh, he goes, you could be a bespoke chocolatier. 
And I said I could, but I don't, you know, I don't have the energy for it, Pop. Uh, I'm better off coming up with uh, taglines that never get used. And he said, quiet down. Remember, the whole reason we were talking was because you thought you heard something other than chocolate churning and bubbling. And he said, yeah, I thought I heard some, like, chanting. And he goes, no, it's a, goes, it's a gentle humming. And I said, it is, like a singing humming, like uh, I said, like, it's like when some people are working, but there are, like, thousands of them. And he goes, yeah, it's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and but more musical, but not the kind of music you would want to have in a sleep podcast. And Pop goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I said, does that mean keep it quiet, Scoots? And he goes, mm-hmm. And I said, okay, Pop, I will. And we started down as a tunnel started to go right. Uh, and these were well-lit tunnels. Uh, again, you'd think, you know, a regular person would have paid attention to, like, were they electric lights, were they magic lights, you know, were they made from lightning bugs? But I wasn't really paying attention. I mean, like, because uh, of the humming in the uh, giant river of uh, churning chocolate which would have, like, bubbles and splashes. But Pop already told me, like, don't get near the chocolate. It's, you know, tight to the touch. And then we reached, so we went right away from the river uh, or the reservoir. It really, Pop explained to me later, again, that this wasn't, that was like a, like a kettle. Like, he goes, it just because, he goes, not all kettles are round, especially if it's inside the earth, uh, because he said, oh, is that a river of chocolate? He goes, no, is it a kettle? He goes, not shaped like a kettle, but serving the purpose of a kettle. Maybe he said that the first time when he was explaining to me about the geothermal energy. Yeah, but so, let's see here. So, where were we? We were with Pop and Mop. Uh, he was carrying the mop, uh, much like a staff or a stave, uh, and so we bent off to the right, and we reached this great chamber where the humming was coming from. And uh, Pop said, uh, here, take the mop. Uh, you're moved from here. I need you to, uh, he, goes, the, he goes, you remember one time you were talking about candy disruptors? And he goes, those boneheads are up there arguing about the boxed candy business. Uh and they don't even realize uh, what they've missed. Because uh, the keeper of the candy mop has bigger things on their mind. Uh, and I said, like, when he goes, well, a nap for me, it's been a pretty busy day. And he goes, for you? But he goes, don't you like to pretend the mop's your wig? And, uh, and he goes, sneak in there and see what's going on. Uh, and I said, does this make me the keeper of the candy mop? And he goes, oh, does that mean you're going to mop my store later? And I was like, wasn't your store lost in the Great Candy War? And he goes, okay. And I said, okay, Pop, don't worry. I'm headed in there. And then I kind of said like P-R-Y-A, kind of like a prayer to more morally safer because uh, – he said, uh, so we don't know. This isn't like I'm, inv- it is like I'm investigating. And I didn't know who else to sit because I was getting a little bit uh, on edge. Uh, you know, like, you know, not fully confident in myself. So I was ready to be the temporary keeper of the candy mop. Uh, 
So I thought about my days with Morley, old Morley and Borley, where Morley and I teamed up, even though Morley thought my name was Derek, and he never, like, uh, even though I told him it was Drew, he liked to, to call me Derek. Uh, and I said, Morley, Morley, keep an eye on me, because you know that I don't know what I'm doing. And I headed into this room, a giant, giant chamber, and I was up on, you know, just like in all the great movies, you come through and you're on a, like a platform looking down into a giant chamber. And the floor of the chamber uh, was filled with socks uh, and individual socks. And we talked about this during the intro, sentient single socks. Uh, and as I looked, I couldn't, like, my mind and my body could not process the size of the room for real. Uh, because, uh, like, I started to think, like, uh, that every sock on the planet Earth that had gone missing, that had never been found, had found their way to this chamber. It, was, uh, it wasn't that large, just so I was being a little... Uh, uh, but I said, what if there's chambers like this across the globe? Because these socks were sentient and they were do- working on something. I guess I only I projected instantly that it was a sinister, you know, a sinister, a uh, <laughs> you try to rephrase that for you. Uh, hey, but I watched them and I said, what I couldn't tell because I was up on, uh, it was at a distance uh, and the scale was mesmerizing to me. Uh, but they all seemed to be working and humming while they worked. Uh, and plus, I guess the idea, this was like, a, I guess, mag- I don't know if this was magical realism, but it was kind of, uh, even though nothing surprises old scoots, uh, this wasn't a world where there was anything sentient. Uh, so to see what I thought was sentient socks was uh, quite, uh, I, I said, what in the heck? And then I headed down, I, and it took me a while to find, like, staircases so I could do, because I couldn't, just couldn't see what they were doing. They were working on stuff, uh, but I couldn't see what they were working on. And I did kind of, like, it was interesting watching socks work, uh, because uh, they do, it's almost like there was a hand in each sock. So they do have, uh, what do they call that, like a thumb whatever the thumb's called, binaural thumb or whatever we call it. Uh, yeah, but they, you know, they were there work, like uh, they were working at workbenches. Uh, so then I snuck down and it took me a while to get down there. And you uh, like, uh, you started to forget what I was doing. Because when you're walking with a mop, uh, I don't know, I started to think of, like, portrayals of Moses for some reason. I mean, plus my shirt was, like, stretched because uh, I think I had torn it off in a previous, uh, like, something when I was involved in the, you know, the Great Candy d- dispute. Uh, so my shirt was loose, and then I was walking with, it like, uh, I mean, this was, like, a heavy-duty mop handle, not, like, a run-of-the-mill one, like, wouldn't you say... Like, if you go to a real hardware store and they say you want a mop uh, handle or a heavy-duty mop handle, like, they're not trying to upsell you. The heavy-duty one is going to be of a bigger gauge or whatever, of diameter, a little bit denser wood. 
And the benefit of that is if you're holding upside down and walking with it, if you're wearing a mop on your head and then you're using it like a, not like a walking staff, like a, like, what do you call it? Like a walking punctuator. Like when I would walk, I would clonk, clonk it, you know. At first I was trying to sneak, but then I forgot. Uh, and then I was kind of talking to myself, like, uh, I guess I was reenacting. It never went to any plays involving. And I said, was Moses? Oh, no, no. And then I said, no, you're thinking of Noah Scoots. Because actually I was pretending I was Moses, but I was acting like no, or I was like, uh, Physically in, invoking Moses, but I was pretending to be Noah, you know, or Dr. Doolittle a little bit because I was saying, come on, sheep. Uh, and the next thing you know, I wander into the chain, like I had totally gotten drifted off. Now, maybe it was the chalk, you know, maybe it was all the, maybe this was just how I compensate, you know. Yeah, but the next thing you know, I'm in this room talking to, to imaginary animals as a mo as a Noah and uh, dressed like Moses a little bit, uh, and I walk into this giant chamber workroom with all these sentient socks talking, and they all turn to me. And I was, you know, I thought I was being pretty funny, like I was entertaining myself. So I was having this long thing about the rabbits, because uh, just saying, remember, you know, we only need two rabbits for right now. Like, you can't have a whole boat. Like, you get, you like, uh, like I was trying to teach the rabbits about self-discipline. And the rabbits were like, you know what? Like, uh, this is just. Uh, and they said, what are you two doing? Cut it. Out. Like uh, they, they said, well, quit judge. And I said, no, I'm not. And I said. You can't do it, like, cut it out. You know, because I said we need carrots to last the whole voyage. That's what I was really talking about. Uh, and then I was joking about that, uh, and I was having a hearty har-har, and then I look up and all these socks are looking at me, some of which were sock puppets or, or like, uh, sock puppet socks, which I guess are different than sock puppets. And I said, oh, goodness. Uh, and then I threw my hair back, my mop hair, because the one thing I'm good at is, uh, you know, staying in, in uh, staying in a character of an odd gentleman. I've got that character down. And I said, my, my, my. I said, here we are. And uh, I said, is this? And I pretended to look at a fake watch. And then I ran through my hand like it was a checklist. And I said, two socks we need. Uh, two different individual socks uh, to take with us. And the socks, you know, they weren't, uh, they weren't ready for this. They weren't expecting, no one has really been prepared for this kind of thing. Like scoots rolling in, uh, dressed like, you know, so I said, uh, okay. Uh, I said, Ooh, there's quite a few of you. Now we can only fit two of you on the ark. Uh, it's going to be a tough decision. And oof. I thought we were going to have a private meeting room. And I said, uh, okay, pink is, and I said, this is going to be a bit awkward. Uh, and I said, pink zebra stripe, uh, uh, size nine European. And it kind of echoed through the room. And I heard a murmuring, murmuring, murmuring. And then a game of like telephone, like, did, did you say green? A teal, a cheetah, 
uh, no, winter green. And I said, no, 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 pink zebra stripe, uh, size 9 European. And it echoed again, and eventually, like, uh, I heard someone say, it's me, it's me, me. And uh, you're jumping up and down. And then I heard another, and I said, oh, boy. And then, I mean, I was acting. Believe me, this is exactly what I wanted because the room was huge. Uh, and I heard four or five or six. Uh, and I said, okay, uh, okay, and, you know, work, work your way forward. And then everybody crowded in. Yeah, and I said, oh, 19. I said, this one's interesting. You know, I don't read these before I, I get to the uh, the allotted spot. Uh, and then the, the, the socks, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they socks watched it. I mean, I guess they live with humans uh, for a good portion of their lives. And I said, okay. I said, this was in the 80s, I think, maybe the 70s. Uh, uh, calf high gym sock. Uh, uh, three stripes, uh, blue, uh, green, blue, uh, U.S. Uh, size uh, 10 to 12. And believe me, there was uh, some, com- and I said, oh, what? no, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, 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 that was, uh, Okay. And so there was like about 45 of those. And I said, you know what? And then I, even though it was imaginary, I crumbled up an imaginary piece of paper. I threw it to the side. And I said, everybody gather around, gather around. Uh, and I said, and I, at first I thought, man, I've never, I, I, I got to work exclusively with uh, single socks from now on. And he said, gather around. We'll, just, we'll take it from the top. I said, what are you all doing down here anyway? Uh, you haven't heard what's going up on the surface? And they said, with the, you know, the rest, of the, they said, they started, they weren't big fans of humans, uh, especially the the great, can- you know, the, they said, the, you know, all the humans, they either like this one candy or this other candy company. And, you know, they never, you know, and I said, "Oh man, so you don't know?" I said, "What are you? you so were you down here cooking up?" Uh, I said, "Was that a giant a chocolate cauldron I passed on the way here? Who, who invented that?" Uh, and then this green wool sack stood up and said, "A lot of us did. We brainstormed it." Uh, and I said, "Wow, terrific work!" Uh, so I said, "Is was that a thermodynamically?" And they said, uh, no, geotherm. I said, oh, wow, even better. And they said, what's going on on the surface? I said, well, you know, stuff. Oof, so you've been down here uh, cooking up chocolate to uh, what? Uh, and they said, well, it's interesting you're here. That's why we're so confused because we were going uh, we to give you, you know, the surface world uh we're going to fill it up. Uh, and I said, hmm, really? So you're going to fill the whole surface world? Uh, like, uh, just like we were expecting the rain, my original version in the arc, uh, you were going to, you know, FL double OD it with uh, chocolate, huh? And they said, yeah. 
And I said, huh, so quite a quite a plan you got, the whole everything. And they said, yeah, around the world we've been working. Uh, and I said, because you're just really, I said, where, where, where's the stock getting an idea like that? Uh, he said, because I know this famous book that the kids have been reading lately uh, to their socks, you know, since the great sock compromise of uh, – uh, 20, 20, 20, 20 odd, uh, recently, you know, the sock that felt like it got uh, inadvertently lost, uh, and didn't know everybody cared. And they, they said, what? And I said, you gather around. It was, a t- it was a tale of, uh, it was why we passed all the international, you know, you know, the governments are gone now, right? Uh, they didn't tell all of you down here, huh? Well, uh, because uh, we realized uh, that uh, there could come a point where socks finally gained sentience, uh, and we realized that we would tr- we 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 had uh, oh oh the story though yeah so we just you know we brought things uh, to prominence uh, particularly socks uh, and yeah this story was a story of this uh, this tough sock. Uh, uh, Arnold the Sack, uh, who was best friends with uh, Arnie the Sack, they were a pair, and they lived with this uh, this kid uh, uh, Zeke, and Zeke took good care of the Sacks. And uh, one day, Arnold, uh, you know, just mysterious, Arnold found found Arnold's self somewhere else, uh, didn't know where Arnold was. Uh, and Arnold got really, like, first Arnold was, you know, like, where am I? It was the natural stages of uh, sex, sex uh, when when sex lose of partners. I don't know, anybody, do they teach that down here? You know, it's perfectly natural, all the feelings you go through. And the sex said, what, what, what? And they said, well, you know, uh, feeling tough, uh, uh, feeling fed up. Anybody down here fed up? Uh, Oh, what is it? And I, he said, I said, what do you, what is this, some of the stuff you're fed up about? Uh, and then I said, you know, any of you, any of you like not believe it? And you say, oh, don't worry. Uh, I'm an important part of that kid's life. Uh, I'm a, you know, that kid's going to find. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and they said, yeah, this is like uh, frowny. Any of you sacks felt frowny? That's a natural stage of that. Uh, holy cow. Sleeping. That's one. And then uh, uh, getting back. There's two kinds of getting back, too. Yeah, but I guess if you're down here, you're trying to get back, like to, to, to invest your energy in something to get back, uh, as, as opposed to like uh, getting back, like, you know, because you say, well, I don't know. I don't have my address. Some of you may have your address printed on you, but not all of you, huh? Oh, you're just learning to read now. Well, that makes sense. Uh, and quickly, I realized uh, that uh, there's probably like, uh, like I said, but where's the sack? Where's the sacks get their ideas to uh, uh, take over? You know, to 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 take all the CAN. You know, to 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 do that. They uh, said, "Does that gonna fix anything?" And they said, "It'll fix them good." Uh, and I said, well, uh, I said, it could be interesting because I don't know if it'll exactly go how you go. What if people are happy about it? 
And they said, and I said, well, what'll it do for the soccer cords? And I said, you know what? I, I had to change tactics. I said, uh, you know what? I'm not really, uh, uh, Noah Moses. Uh, there's not real, I'm not really here, uh, taking things by pairs, uh, to get back on, you know, to get on the ark or whatever. And, you know, there's not really a soccer court or a famous book about, uh, you know, Arnold the Sack or whatever. I think there's a show with Arnold, but I can't remember what it's called. Like Arnold goes to school or something. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I have to come and apologize. Like I've lost plenty of socks I haven't found. And, uh, you know, I owe all of those socks an apology. And then eventually, like a sock, because whatever, I had a reunion. We can't, you know, I don't want to get into everything, but, you know, I had reunited with one of my socks from my childhood. And then I talked, we talked forever. And I said, basically, because what I had hoped would happen was that whoever was managing these socks would come to light. And I said, and then I started to think from the socks point of view, And I said, wait a second, maybe there isn't some, because at first I thought there's probably some genius with a V, an E to the V to the I to the L behind all this. But as I sat down with these socks over, you know, over a time period, and they did want me to to keep dressing as Noah, and uh, we, I don't know, they were really into, I I think they were like, uh, like I, they, that was one of the books they had learned, start to learn to read was Old Testament. Yeah, I started to kind of start to see things, and maybe this was because I had spent so much time down there uh, from the socks side of the thing. And uh, then I thought about the, like where Pop had been. And then, but then I, and then I said, wait a second, maybe these socks are on to something. Like, uh, like if they like, what if they only kind of kind of semi flood things uh, with chocolate? And uh, so, what if you focus uh, like you're like instead of just flooding the whole world with chocolate, uh, we do targeted chocolate flooding? TG and they said, "What are you talking about?" And I said, "That would totally." I said, "I don't think it, the only problem is that I don't associate chocolate and socks ever in the history of humanity uh, with what with what like." So I don't see how even my idea is going to help you get what you really want uh, because I'm not even. And I said, "Be honest, I'm not sure I know what you want, or that you you you're just worried." Like, you've been so caught up in the idea of flooding the world with uh, uh, your product that you've been cooking down here. I said, where'd you get all And they said, we took it. I said, oh, okay. And I said, wait a second. Uh, where did you take all of the raw and raw materials from? And they started to show me on these maps. Uh, and what I realized was I started to trace things back that they're like drilling up, you know, they had really like some high-tech equipment they had, but they, like, they were taking from both the Whitman's and um, the Say's companies uh, and that triggered uh, them thinking, you know, they kind of caused a misdirection. And uh, 
like uh, where it started the great con candy con the great candy conflict uh, and i said well you know here's the thing I, I said you know i made up a lot of stuff uh, telling you all tales uh, cuz i thought whoever was your leader but i realized you're just a collective of single lost socks uh, and they go, no, no, there's like socks that found their lost partners. Uh, they ha- they have another, their own kind of couples area. And I said, well, I don't, I don't want, ever want to see that or think about it. Thank you. Uh, but I said, what if we, uh, what if we just, how would you feel about, uh, you ever like to see happy kids? Uh, and they said, kind of, uh. And he said, first of all, he said, have you ever, have any of the, you gotten soaked in chocolate before? And they all looked at me and they said, chocolate socks. Uh, he said, the thing is like, uh, because of like the cauldron, he said, is it, you know, it's a cleansing temperature. And he said, plus you've been down here like uh, for who knows how long. I said, what if we do, I got an idea. And they said, what is it? And then I, you know, then I murmured to them the idea. And I, believe me, the candy mop, the keeper of the candy mop has a certain amount of power. And like magical power. So eventually I returned to the surface uh, with my plan in place. Uh, Now, while I was gone down there, which was like three or four weeks uh, I got to Pops, uh, came up through the subterranean basements to Pops' shop, uh, which hadn't been mopped. So he was basically like, uh, but he said the candy, he goes, the, the, the candy barons are out of control. Uh, where have you been? And I said, if I told you, you wouldn't believe me. And he said, well, and I said, don't worry, Pop, I got it all figured out. Uh, I said, like, uh, and he said, he goes, are you like a combination of Noah and Moses? And I said, I am. He said, great. Uh, and I said, I got to go. I gotta, he goes, well, he goes, they're negotiating right now. He, he goes, but they're not going to, you know, they're trying to, you know, split up the, the continents. Uh, and if, he goes, it's not going to work out, though. He goes, it's just, he goes, they both are like pretending to negotiate uh, and I said, those candy, he said, don't worry, Pop, where is it? And I said, so I headed to the town square uh, where the fake candy accords were going on. And this was like a beautiful town square with most importantly, uh, what is in beautiful town squares, piazza, what you could call it. And because of the, I think also my outfit looked more real because of the candy, the power of the candy mop or the mop. Uh, but I headed to this town square and I got in the middle, I stood on the edge of a fountain, and I said, I call this accord to order. Uh, and everyone, of course, was confused. Uh, and I said, it's time for this, these, it's, it's time for this uh, conflict to end. And they said, that's what we're working on. And I said, honestly? And they said, honestly, sure. And then I tapped each representative uh these were like city states at this point, or state, you know, city state nations. And then they both told the truth because they were touched by the candy mop. They had to tell the truth. Uh, and meanwhile, this was getting broadcast around the world. 
And I said, so I said, you all of your, uh, your, you know, forces are out, uh, ready to go to, you know, over can, you know, and I said, I thought this was the kind of place where you went to, where you had a pop and a mop and a shop. Uh, and they said, that's not how our markets work. Uh, and I said, your markets don't work anymore. And I took off my socks, uh, and I said, this day forward, and then I made this long speech, holy cow. Uh, not appropriate for a sleep podcast, but basically telling the tale of my lost socks, you know, and all of that. And that my, you know, the whole tale I told them. And then uh, that I said, today forward, a, a chocolate sock will be the symbol of true peace. And then the fountains of the world erupted. But also all of the uh, WAPONSs. Uh, so all these chocolate sacks. Basically, we took everything. We covered it in chocolate, uh, and uh, and uh, then it the, the became a symbol of uh, of hope. Uh, that was my speech of of uh, of a future uh, where things are enjoyed and lost things are found. Uh, the chocolate sack. Uh, it became a big tradition. It, it, it became like this big giving tradition, which again then became commercialized. Uh, so that was too bad. But that's basically uh, the story of a pop, uh, uh, you know, the latest in the version of a pop, a mop, and a candy shop. It's just, you know, it all worked out uh, in the end. Uh, thanks.